A lot of people have asked me in the last weekend or so, you know, who are you rooting for tomorrow night? And I give everybody the same answer, food poisoning for everyone involved. <laughs> Just kidding, I would never wish that on anyone, only Roger Goodell and Stan Kroenke. <laughs> Today in our gospel, we hear the story of Jesus' rejection by his own kin, by his hometown. It's a difficult thing uh, to experience for anyone to be rejected by those that we love and care about a great deal. What's interesting about this passage, though, is that it occurs right after last weekend's gospel, right after it, uh, where Jesus went into the synagogue of Capernaum. He opened up the scroll and read from the prophet of Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. And he told the people that this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And upon hearing this, the people of Capernaum became angry at him. They wanted to throw him out of town. They wanted to kill him. Why? Because they knew him too well. They knew who he was. Not that they knew he was God, but they knew his human backstory too well. They knew him as an ordinary man, that he couldn't possibly be the son of God. He's a carpenter. He's the son of a carpenter. We know all of his relatives. There is nothing unique, nothing spectacular about him. We all know everything there is to know about him. And this guy's in over his head. How wrong they were. How often do we think we know everything there is to know about someone? How often do we make assumptions about them because we're so familiar with them? And this is most prevalent, I believe, for us, brothers and sisters, within our own families. You know, I often tell people in the confessional who are struggling with getting along with spouses or kids or siblings that ironically it is easiest to be impatient and uncharitable with those who we know we love the most. Satan loves to be able to get inside of those most beautiful relationships and try to throw wedges in there. It's sometimes easier to treat complete strangers better than our own family members. It's kind of ironic that it's easiest sometimes to be nice to a complete stranger than our own family. And as beautiful as those familial relationships are of family members or even close friends, we know that they are not immune to human weaknesses and human imperfection. We're way more likely to let our guard down around someone that we are so close with and who we are so familiar with. You know, the line is very true, familiarity breeds contempt. It can definitely be the case sometimes even within our own families. But in particular, this gospel reminds us of another truth that is connected to our family relationships in that it is often hardest to evangelize within our own families as opposed to talking with someone farther away from us about our Catholic faith. And that is what Jesus was trying to do in this passage or in this larger story with his own kin. He wasn't trying to evangelize to Mary and Joseph. They, they were good. They, they didn't need evangelizing too uh, in the way that we would think so. But our Lord was trying to preach to his hometown, to give them a message, to show them who he was, to give them the gospel, to give them God. 
And yet they reject him. They probably have the most vehement rejection of anyone that Christ had encountered up until that point. Again, why do they do this? Well, for the same reasons that we often lash out at our own family members. We know their weaknesses and they know ours. And Christ did not have weaknesses as we might, but it was his familiarity with them that made evangelizing to them very difficult uh, and not easy. And each of us can think of people in our own lives, especially in our own families, who we want to evangelize to, just as Christ wanted to evangelize to these people in Capernaum. And we, we can think of who they might be, whether it's our kids, our nieces, our nephews, maybe even a spouse, who we wish were here, or who we wish would practice their faith with more regularity or more, or more often than what they might do, or be more devout than what they might be. Each and every one of us can think of a couple people who fit that bill, who we want to evangelize to. And hearing a passage like this doesn't exactly give us any comfort when we want to evangelize to them, because it makes us nervous, doesn't it? This encounter with Christ isn't very reassuring, that his own family would want to throw him out of the city and want to kill him. But even the words of Christ reinforce this. A prophet is not without honor except in his native place. It can be hard sometimes to experience rejection or outright anger, especially from our own families. And often I think that is the biggest obstacle to evangelizing within our own families or even inviting another family member to come to Mass or encouraging them to be more active in their faith in general. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of being rejected. Because we don't want a repeat of this gospel to happen to us. So it makes us very fearful and we don't say anything and we just hold our tongue and we just let things be. But a fear of rejection did not damper Christ's efforts. It wasn't a worry for him. Our Lord had zeal for souls. He had zeal for his father's house. He knew that it was a, po a good possibility that he would be rejected. But he preached to the people anyway. He knew that there might be a chance that they would want to kill him and hurt him. But he gave them the gospel anyway. We even get another example of this a little bit in our first reading with the prophet Jeremiah, who knew that he would be scoffed at, scorned, and spurned by his own people. He would be rejected. And our Lord told him, you are to be a pillar of iron, a wall of, of brass against the people of Israel. Against his own people, Jeremiah would have to be strong and resolute. But he still preached to them. He still gave them the message of the gospel. And eventually, despite the resistance that he encountered, he won many souls to God. And we have to do the same, brothers and sisters. To have the courage to ask our family members to come to Mass, to be more active in their faith, to have that conversation with them, to be an evangelist within our own families to those who have fallen away from the faith. But we must do so with kindness, with compassion, and with love. Because we can have all the zeal for souls that we want. We can be hardcore gung-ho on being an evangelist to our family, but in the words of St. Paul, if we do not have love, it will be for nothing. If we do not have kindness, if we do not have compassion, it will be for nothing. Our faith is the most beautiful thing that we can give to another. 
But if we give it and try to give it without love, then it's all just a show. So we can't make other people our project. We can't pester or nag, but we have to do all with love, with concern for the other, with kindness and with compassion. So this week, maybe my challenge for all of you is to evangelize to your families in some way, shape, or form. Evangelize to someone in your family that we would love to come back to the faith or we wish was practicing more frequently. Maybe even do it tomorrow at your Super Bowl party before all the food, before all the drinks, before all the jokes about Stan Kroenke. Have that conversation. Have that conversation with someone close to you who you want to come back to the faith. Have that conversation with love, maybe with a little bit of cheer, and with kindness too. Because evangelization starts at home. It starts in our families, and it starts with those who are closest to us. So may Christ, who is filled with the Holy Spirit every day of his life, guide us in our journey to be missionary disciples to our world, and most importantly, to our families too.